Organissima New York. Your exotic skin, hair and beauty source and your one-stop shop for all your natural and organic skin and hair care. Featuring authentic organic Moroccan oil and prickly pear seed oil and much more. Bringing you only the best straight from the source and proudly produced in the USA. So what are you waiting for? Shop today at www.arganissima.com. Arganissima, New York. Your beauty is our duty. Arganissima, New York. Folks, welcome back to the iHealth channel, the FinFab channel, iHealth Radio, Hurricane H here. A new day, a new show, a new topic. Uh, it is a, a FinFab special and specifically in the realm of nutrition, uh, diets, and so on and so forth. But we do have a specialist, someone that is unique in this particular field of expertise, a doctor that specializes in, in, in healthy eating and things like that. And we'll talk about that. So I have with me today, Dr. Wendy Lee. White, Dr. White, welcome to the show. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you? All right. Well, thank you for, for, for being on the show and for accepting the invitation and really willing to share some real good uh, information about how to deal with nutrition in a different light, naturally, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, with, without, I think your, your, your thing is your angle is the non-diet business. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. So let's Everything talk about that. more individualized. Yeah. So when people think about diets, they often think about restriction and I can't and never and, and lots of like stressful thoughts. And like, I can feel it in my body, my body tightens and I'm like, ugh, that just doesn't feel good. When I talk about a non-diet approach, it's really about the fact that we're all individual and there's not one external umbrella of rules that applies to all of us. And so a non-diet approach says, you know what? If you're paying attention to yourself, you're going to learn, oh, these foods work really well for me. And these foods, they tend to irritate me. I don't feel well when I eat those. And then really the next step, that first step is the discovery. And then the next step is, okay, do I respect myself and want to care for myself enough that most of the time I eat more foods that work for me and less foods that irritate me. But notice I said most of the time. It's not, I'm never gonna eat whatever irritates me. Like we're, we're not robots, we're human. And our body has built-in resiliency. So we don't have to be perfect. If we do more of what fuels us and nourishes us and less of what irritates us, we're moving in the right direction. Wow, that's a very, you know, nice and sweet introduction to the concept. And we're going to deep dive on it. But before that, I just wanted to, to share, you know, and, and maybe you can give us more um, definition. So you're a naturopathic doctor, right? That's yes. that, so so that is really just talking about the, the, the world of diet and nutrition. But I want to just to, 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 to ask the question. I mean, diet is a big deal these days. Sure. 
it's I think not just these days, always been, but I think yeah. in the last decades, mm-hmm. uh, food and and just the way you know obesity has become a, a serious problem, you know, uh, over the years, diabetes, some of these mm-hmm. things that come along with it, and why is that? I mean, as as a, first of all, you are a yeah. doctor, you are a professor, yes, you teach, I am a doctor. and you practice. I do teach. <laughs> so tell, <laughs> yes. actually, tell us a little bit about that. You know, you're just just in a couple of minutes about your yeah. your your, your so, specialty and everything you do. So naturopathic medicine is medicine that really relies on finding the root cause, respecting the body as a whole, mental, emotional, spiritual, and physical, using nutrition and lifestyle and botanical medicine and food and movement all the things that nature provided in order to help us heal. So naturopathic medicine, nutrition is a part of it. And naturopathic medicine is way broader than that. I particularly do a lot with food because I have a master's degree in food science. So my career was in the food industry to start with. And I was just really disturbed by the food industry and started a PhD in nutrition. I knew that didn't totally capture it. And then I found naturopathic medicine. And so I do believe that food is super important, but when I went into my practice 14 years ago, when I started practicing food was really like the majority of what I did. And then I realized that there are so many other parts of life, sleep, movement, relationships, so many other parts of life that play a role in health. And if we overemphasize food, we become super anxious about it. It's hard to get nourished with something that we're so anxious about. And we, we get it out of balance. You know, food becomes like overemphasized and all the other things are ignored. And so really now in my practice, food is important. There's no denying that, but I take it down a notch. And I also look at all of the other things that influence health. Um, one other point that you made in the question regarding obesity and diabetes, Mm -hmm. and I actually put that kind of in the reverse. And I say that inflammation underlies imbalance and inflammation can lead to weight issues, can lead to diabetes, can lead to heart disease, but it's that underlying inflammation that is the concern. And so there are people for whom they live in larger bodies and they're perfectly healthy. And there are people who live in really small bodies and they're perfectly unhealthy. And so I like to get away from, which is really where the, the weight neutral health at every size haze comes in. Um, it's, That's your signature. <laughs> it, is some, it is a philosophy that I really enjoy because I don't, I don't like, and I don't think it's fair how much pressure and stigmatization and discrimination people who live in larger bodies get. Um, When I see someone who lives in a larger body, who lives in a smaller body, I'm not thinking, oh, I have to change their weight. I'm thinking, oh, what do their symptoms lead me to look at? Underlying inflammation, habits, et cetera. Well, first of all, I, I have to, to to just say this. I mean, that is a unique way of 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 talking about weight. Yes. I, I have not heard that before, and mm-hmm. I'm sure if people listening and watching are like, 
hmm, that's different. You know, it, there's no stigma about it. I mean, you're right. It's a larger body or, or, or slimmer body, but but it is a body that needs to have a balanced, you know, health. And yeah. I think that's how you look at it. And, yeah. you know, as you and I were having a quick discussion before talking about, you know, uh, it's not a one size fits all type of concept in terms of health and, mm-hmm. and everybody can be healthy in a certain way. Uh, it doesn't matter what, what body size they really have. Uh, now, again, that could be, I mean, I'm not the expert and, and you know, but I think there is more to it. And, and so, so in that same realm, the, the concept you mentioned about how you approach is natural is, is, is a different angle because when you talk medicine, typically, you know, there's drugs involved. There's not as natural. It's more mm-hmm. lab made type of nutrient, you know, yeah, uh, you is. know, things to support your, your diet and things like that. The yeah. other component is, uh, you know, we look at, uh, size weight um you know in in life today in in a very unique way right because we look at it as like oh my god i'm, I'm gaining weight i'm gaining weight there's so much hype about this everywhere uh and then it, it is it is almost crazy these days i mean i see it everywhere it's not almost crazy it, it is, is crazy, crazy. <laughs> I, I was just being <laughs> careful but that's okay <laughs> but but it is it is you know uh tremendous you know i mean there's fitness there is, there's, everybody goes through, I mean, listen, I, I have been actually on, on a weight journey myself and, and, and a lot of people, maybe a lot, most people that know me don't know this, but I, mm-hmm. I am, I'm running around 200 pounds average up and down a little bit, but I was at a point at 250 and for my height, I mean, I'm supposed to be at 170. <laughs> so, so I used to get these things and it says obese. I mean, you know, literally, and, and I, I did actually feel, you know, what it felt like to be in that larger body. And if you, uh-huh. you know, call it that way, I mean, yeah. but it was not muscle as much. It was also a lot of just non, you know, muscle stuff in there. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it was, <laughs> you know what I mean? So, so it, it was, it was kind of like, you know, a difficult journey and, and it, it, I, gained that weight so quick and it was very difficult to take it back Mm -hmm. and it took a lot of discipline and things but i also you know stopped you know eating certain things and 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 i want to go back to what you mentioned earlier your background is in food industry Mm -hmm. and and you know we can take a few minutes to talk about that and as as we explore this this topic but the first part about it is food industry and it's funny i had a discussion earlier with uh, with you know uh, a previous guest on uh, on a different show and we just had this 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 offsite you know discussion mm-hmm. uh, that it was about why is it that the food industry is just like you know pushing and it's all about money and you know i mean let's again business is for money we get it i mean right. everything, everything is about money mm-hmm. i mean but mm-hmm. but but there is no consideration sometimes to all these these things that are put into those the, the food yeah. And, and, right. and on the, yeah, sorry, go ahead. Because the idea of the, the food industry is to make cost effective, so affordable food, last a really long time. So many of the food products that they develop are high sodium, very dehydrated with artificial preservatives so that it, it is affordable and it lasts a long time and it can be distributed, right? But when we think about the fact that we need what we eat to make all of our building blocks of our bodies, we're not interested in being preserved from the inside out, right? Like we, we want to be able to be vital and that vitality, that energy is really hard to obtain from very highly processed foods. Again, 
we're resilient enough that we can eat some processed foods and be okay. But if we live on processed foods, we probably won't feel well. Can I go back to BMI? Can I go back to the yes. obesity? Yes. Please. Because you made a great point that was the BMI only takes into account height and weight. It doesn't keep come into take into account how muscular someone is. So you're absolutely right. Like I, you can see my, my bone frame here. Like I'm not a super big person. I just was born this way in a smaller body. There are other people who are just more muscular creatures. Mm -hmm. People who have high muscle are going to weigh more. They're going to be more likely categorized as overweight or obese based on BMI simply because they weigh more. BMI doesn't say anything about inflammation or body composition or strength. And so it's just a really poor indicator. It doesn't correlate with health. It just correlates height and weight, which isn't very useful clinically. Well, you know, it's funny that you say that because uh, I, uh, I have this scale at home <laughs> and mm -hmm. it's a digital one that actually has an app and, you know, so you, you weigh yourself and, you know, sometimes my friends make fun of me. It's like, you know, I, I weigh myself a lot more than I should, mm -hmm. you know, as a joke, but, but, but I, I do like, you know, I have to maintain. So you got to look, you know, sometimes I just tend to forget, but then certainly you got to keep watch, right. You know, uh, again, also with age and everything, you have to, to, to always be mindful. And my doctor says, you got to keep a certain weight. You can't go beyond the 200 mark. You know, you got to drop a little bit bit here when I go a little over the, the threshold. But then when I look at that, the first thing that comes up in red is the BMI. <laughs> right. You know, it's like, I mean, and, and it doesn't go away. Like you can lose a couple of pounds. It's still just like a point something and it's still red. I'm like, how much more can I drop? I mean, I just can't do it anymore. I mean, I'm not 30. I'm not 25. That's that's back in the days. I can drop, you know, 10 pounds in a day, literally, but now I can't. <laughs> no. And for me, I don't look at BMI. I look at how are you feeling? How are you sleeping? How's your energy? Can you do everything in any given day that you want to be able to do? I, I don't weigh people on a regular basis because I find that people have so much emotional energy tied up in that number. Mm -hmm. And it's not about the number. It's about how are you feeling? How's your markers of inflammation, your cholesterol, your CRP, whatever else we're looking at, your blood sugar, your hemoglobin A1C, like, mm -hmm how are you feeling and what are your labs looking? And that's how we decide, oh, look at you. You can live in a way that you feel good and your weight just kind of hangs out somewhere. You know, you're in the right place. Even if it's quote, higher than you thought or higher than you wanted, if your weight's hanging out at a certain place without too much effort, then that's where it wants to be. If someone says, oh, if I skip a day at the gym, I gain weight, or if I eat, quote, too much, I gain weight, then your body wants to gain weight. Your body wants to be at a higher weight. When we find our body's normal, natural set point, it stays there super easily, plus or minus 10 pounds or so. Well, it's, it's normal to have that plus or minus 10 pounds or so range. Well, and, and thank you for clarifying that because again, you know, people watching this, I mean, you know, especially uh, the folks that are more leaning towards fitness and, you know, mm -hmm. just not conscious about the body and things or people that are just, yeah. they want to be 
looking different or better, or whatever the case. It's not even better because it's better. It depends on men, you know, state, yes. right? But it's really you. You're not sure about that look. Some some people do it just for a season. <laughs> I want to uh-huh. go to the beach, or I want to yeah. fit into a certain dress. But yeah. but you know, those those things can be a little bit a, a factor when you're like and, and the pressure on you. And, and, and the way you explain it, I mean, it makes more sense because now you know that, you know, you don't have a little bit of the window. <laughs> you yeah, can go absolutely. up, you can go down. As long as you don't go overboard on both sides, then that's that it's not healthy on either side of them. So you got to be in a balanced mode. But who's to say what overboard is, right? Like, it's a good point. What if, what if I did live in a larger body and 180, I'm just picking a number. I'm five foot one. What if 180 was where my body wanted to be? My Mm. cholesterol was great. I was not inflamed. I could hike mountains. I was strong. I was sleeping great. What if 180 was where my body was happy hanging out at? Culturally, that would not be okay. Culturally, that would be very uncomfortable and awkward and I wouldn't fit into certain seats. and, And yet... I trust, this part of the naturopathic medicine philosophy is I trust that the body is brilliant. And if we're living in a way that promotes health, I trust that the body is going to find its set point and weight and hang out there with really with ease. And so for people who say, I have to work out every day for an hour in order to like keep my figure, that's fine if that's their choice, Mm -hmm. but that's not to be healthy they could be healthy at another weight, being more flexible with their movement if they so choose. So, so in essence, if I'm getting this right, I mean, being healthy, it's more than just the way you look. It's really what's what's going on inside yes. <laughs> and vice versa. You can look great outside and you can have a bad problem going Absolutely. on inside. Absolutely. Yeah. You, know, yeah, so, you got so, it. I, well, I, I, thank you. And, and, and I think that's, that's a good message, you know, to, to the folks watching and listening. I mean, and, and let's understand the dynamics. And, and, and I, we've seen this when someone looks so great, so healthy, and, and all of a sudden, there's an underlying condition that just shows up, which been, you know, somewhere in there hidden. Exactly. And, and it's, it's, it's either, you know, God forbid, fatal or, or really detrimental to health. Yes. And it's got yes. bad, bad outcomes. And, yes. and, you know, oh, and people say, oh, my God, you know, he, he looked real healthy or she looked very healthy. What happened? Mm-hmm. Well, this is exactly what's happened. So now yes. you, you you really cleared a little bit of that, whereby there's more to it than just the look. Um, and, and you touch about the, the, the concept of food and what we take in. You know, yes, you can put a lot of good stuff in there and also a mix of bad stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, the natural piece of it, I think, is, is the key. And as a matter of fact, the last show I had, we talked about all natural, you know, uh, farm, you know, type of food, things like that. And again, we maybe not, not that extreme, you know, uh, you know, maybe that's not, you know, your advice, but, yeah. but that was a simple discussion we had. It was all about like, you know, good food, healthy yeah. food, uh, right from, you can grow your own, that kind of thing. Yeah. And what do you say to that? Fun, fun. I think the more vitality we can get from food we eat, the healthier we're going to be. But that's a really privileged place to come from. Not everyone has access or finances um, to be able to do that. So I say, you know what, if you can eat animals that were healthy and happy, you'll probably feel better in the long term. If you can eat foods that have less chemical residues, you'll probably feel better in the long term. But again, like that's, it's not accessible to everybody. And 
We do have livers. Our livers are under our right lower rib cage. We do have livers to detoxify chemicals we come into contact with. And so if I ate, I don't know, for however many days, months, weeks, years, a very highly pesticide residued diet, my liver keeps up for a while and then it might get tired. Mm -hmm. And so we have some built-in resiliency. So we can, we can eat some artificial, highly processed, full of whatever, and our, our bodies can take care of it. But over decades, the likelihood that our bodies can keep up with the detoxification and elimination gets lower and lower and we're, we're more likely to see some health concerns because of it. So, so doctor, a uh, couple of things you, you were talking about detoxification. I'd like to, yeah. to explore that further, but, mm -hmm. but before that, you know, we're talking about nutri nutrition in a different type of foods and things like that, and also mm -hmm. content. Now we mentioned, you mentioned sodium earlier, maybe mm -hmm. too much sugar in some of the beverages and things like that. Uh, maybe alcohol can be, um, and also all the chemicals and, and, and preservative types of things that they, they put into some of the, the canned food or even like just processed food in general. Yeah. Uh, you know, like we've heard, you know, the biggest thing that was all, all the time, MSGs and, uh, mm -hmm. and all that stuff. So, so, so what, what would be your recommendation? And, and, and again, regardless of financial, you know, potential or ability yeah. to, to buy the, the superfood, you know, yeah. what would be some simple ways to, to really do it without going crazy and, and also, you know, ho hoping that you, that person can get access to decent food yeah. without problems. Yeah. Yeah. And so we were just talking about this earlier today um, with another doctor and a patient today of if someone has access to going to farms, there's a local farm that sells um, unsprayed. So they're not certified organic, but they don't spray chemicals and they sell blueberries and you can go pick them. And they're only a little over a dollar a pound when you go pick these blueberries right off the bush. And so again, not everybody lives near this great farm, but first and foremost, see what you have access to, right? And see what we can find that is local or regional. See what you can find that doesn't have an abundance of pesticides applied to it. Um, the more your grandparents would recognize the food, the more likely it is that it's going to nourish you. You know, so if like you got a cucumber and you got some berries and, and I tend to shy away, you mentioned like the superfoods and you know, there's always like something that's trendy. Mm -hmm. For a while it was the acai berry yes. or, you know, there's, there's always something that's super trendy and really Hail. the price goes along with it. Mm -hmm. And and you know what? Blueberries have just as high of an antioxidant value as the acai berry. And so it doesn't, we don't have to be fancy. We just have to go down to the basics. And yeah, kale's super popular, but you know what? Broccoli's great and any, all the other greens are great too. Kale just got super popular. Um, so it really, I think a lot of people think in order to eat naturally, it has to taste like cardboard or they live on rabbit food, you know, all like the stereotypical negativity, but really it's, it just goes back to the, the food that's closest to nature that you have access to. And if it can be organic, great. It's going to have less chemicals. If it can't be organic, then just eat it and feel nourished by it and trust that your liver will keep up and eliminate the waste that you got. So, so that that's I want to say great. Not, I mean, literally, just the same point, but just to touch on something that has to do with detoxification and liver. Mm -hmm. And so, so 
again, for those, obviously we're talking about the liver function and, and yeah. that is, that is, that is the main function to help detoxify all these, you know, yeah. bad things, you know, from the body. Yeah. But, and but internal it, things from the body, like your hormones have to get detoxified through your liver too. So it's, it's internal and external that it has to be. It's all the bad stuff. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, so, so, so some people, they, they go to a different extreme of, of let's say, fasting and, uh, and, and crazy fasting. I mean, there's different types of fasting, right? Uh, and, I'm, you know, there's intermittent fasting and there's like long-term fasting. And, you know, yeah. Uh, yeah. now I know detoxification, at least that based on my research and reading, mm-hmm. you know, uh, if you fast long enough, your liver has enough time to relax and kind of process easier and it's not overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. So there is, there is a... Up. Exactly. So, so, mm-hmm. so do you recommend any of that and to what degree and what form of fasting would you say in terms of your experience yeah. and expertise? Yeah. So, um, I do recommend fasting in certain individuals in certain cases. And so sometimes it's someone who, um, is struggling with blood sugar regulation. And we might talk about intermittent fasting where there's a 12 hour to 14 hours, sometimes to 16, but rarely do I go there um, of fasting. And then they have their feeding window. My caution in that is it's really important that someone get the nourishment that they need, both in calories and in nutrients in that feeding window. So often what people do is when they basically get rid of breakfast and only eat lunch and dinner, they eat their normal lunch and dinner, which means they're only getting two thirds of the nourishment that they would have been getting otherwise. Mm -hmm. So the caution with that is, yep, you give your digestive tract time to heal, you give your blood sugar time to regulate, but you really have to make sure you're eating enough in your feeding window. So that's kind of my intermittent fasting discussion. Oh, well, listen, um, we get in from the source here. So we'll take Yeah. And, and so it can be helpful in regulating blood sugar. However, we don't want to slow down metabolism because the body thinks it's starving when it's not getting enough nutrition on a day-to-day basis. So doctor, if, if someone follows the, the, the fasting formula and, and let's say at a certain point of the day, they start eating or feeding time, mm-hmm. uh, you know, as long as they kind of diversify their food and get the nutrients that they need, the, the, the calorie counts and the mm-hmm. diversity in terms of vitamins, minerals, whatever they need. Yeah. It's if it's all happening in, in a, maybe some salads, some proteins and all that, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and they balance it out, their sugar intake, whatever, you know, uh, I mean, I'm talking sugar, not, not in the, the meaning of yeah. commercial sugar. I'm not talking like natural. on the spoon, but exactly. like incorporated in their Inco- diet. Exactly. Yeah. So they get all that, you know, <laughs> calorie, like the, the carbs that they need, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, if they did that, so so technically they will be able to maintain a healthy, you know, system in, in a way, if they do that correctly. If that works for them. I also have Great patients point. with blood sugar irregulation who, who really cannot fast that long without crashing. Mm-hmm. And so this goes back to kind of that non-diet where we can start with a guideline and then it's really based on the body's response as to whether we'll continue it, how we'll tweak it, what we'll, how we'll move forward with that. Um, and so I, I also use kind of a broth fast or a water fast Mm -hmm. under very particular situations when there's a big immune challenge, I'll often go to a broth fast because the broth will give minerals and a little bit of energy, but it'll really let the immune system and the digestive tract rest. Mm. And so the body can focus on whatever the immune system is trying to do. Um, Water fasting, I spent a month at a water fasting facility that was a residential facility. And 
um, wow. worked there just learning water fasting. And it was amazing how people were able to come off some medications, get their blood pressure, blood sugar rec- regulated, because when the body water fasts, it's not in starvation, it's in fast mode and everything kind of resets. With so, that said, it has to be supervised. So, so, that, so just that's, that's an interesting, uh, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. I, I've, I've heard of water diet. I mean, you, you drink more water and things like that just to, to starve you, like to feel, to give your brains the impression that you're full or your stomach is full. Mm-hmm. But, but is that the same thing that you're referring to? Or this is like a real concept? Because again, I, it sounds like it's just water. <laughs> I'm sure there's more it is, to it. No, no, it is just water. Literally, someone is just drinking water. And that's why it has to be supervised because depending on, yeah, I mean, it it never should be done unsupervised. It should always be done supervised and it can go for weeks, days to weeks. If someone really needs a reset of their bodies and it literally is just water. Wow. See that I would have, I mean, there's the the concept that we grew up with is, is that, you know, you cannot live without water for three days. You cannot live without food for a certain time, you know, 30, 40 days max or something like that. Mm -hmm. So, so I guess, you, you bring it up to the max. You can have enough water, but you're mm-hmm. just not going to have food, which your body right. basically had to deplete anything that's extra in Any there. Any stores, and, exactly. absolutely. So all and your, everything resets. Exactly. So basically, you're just taking your body to zero, and then you just keep in the hydration in the blood and, you know, yeah. everything else. That is an interesting. I mean, I've, you know, people do it. They just drink a lot more water than they eat in a day, and it helps them kind of drop a little bit that craving and all that. But, but really to go to extreme and go to a full month worth of just water day in, day out, I, I, you know, that is, but I have to say, that's got to yeah. be a hell of a treatment also for your kidneys because your kidneys are going to be super good. Right. Well, <laughs> and, and also there's, um, there's a window of, of the range of water because you're right. You don't want to just drink too much because it's too much stress on your kidneys. So it has to be within a certain range based on your, your body style. And um, like I said, it's, it's done under supervision because it really is one of those things that we're monitoring electrolytes and we're monitoring blood pressure and blood sugar. And we're monitoring everything to make sure that the body is, is in that, that healthy range, not in the, Oh no, this is too much. I can't keep this up range. But, but that, this, this would not work for a diabetic for, you know, person for example, because they- there were people at the residential facility who were there with diabetes. Yes. Wow. Interesting. Wow. I mean, listen, I mean, that's what that is. I mean, it's supervised. It's, it's, uh, yes, it's and- supervised and it comes down to the body is brilliant. The body, when we declutter, the body knows what to do. Well, it's and water fasting state. is the perfect example of that. Well, so the body goes to, I mean, we are, we are programmed to do certain things, whether it's our immune system and, and all this stuff. Right. And again, yeah. so we're going to talk a little bit. I know our time today is limited, but, but the, the, the immune system itself, you know, mm-hmm. is a big deal. And, and, mm-hmm. and we'll talk about the COVID, you know, now and all the stuff that's going on, mm-hmm. uh, you know, just lightly, I mean, it's not really the topic, but, but uh, the, the system itself is, is capable of fighting and taking care of itself. We talked about the liver function, the mm-hmm. pancreas, you know, for insulin and all the stuff, the thyroids and, you know, all other glands that, that do regulate, you know, different things in the body. But, but again, nutrition and food, uh, maybe exercise, all these things are, are pieces that either contribute positively or negatively towards how this whole system works. Yeah. So, so, so you look at it from, from a full, you know, coverage, basically from head to yeah. toe. I mean, your comprehensive yeah. coverage yes. <laughs> to, to what would need, what the body would need and yeah. how to really work it. 
So, so yeah. is that what you refer to as your uh, uh, nature cure? Yeah, nature cure just means trusting the body and using what nature provided us. Okay. Relationships with each other, water, movement, herbs, food, um, acknowledging that we're mental, emotional, spiritual beings in physical bodies and really just nourishing us on all those levels. Interesting. So, so let's talk about your, your super formula. Haze, I think that's, that's, that's how you health, refer to it. Yeah. Haze, health at every size. So, so that's, that's pretty much what we discussed earlier, right? That's the mm -hmm. concept of, it yeah. doesn't matter, you know, large body, small body, it's right. really what works for you and what yeah. your threshold is. Yeah. You can't make an assumption about someone's health based on looking at them. So, so someone you like you, you deal with people every day and, and you help them gain, you know, a certain level of, of, I guess, look, shape, form, whatever health. Mm -hmm. I think that's really the key word here. And, 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 uh, but, but everybody comes from different walks of lives, different, yeah. you know, practices. Some people are, you know, they do certain things differently than others. Um, do you apply anything, maybe like recommend maybe exercise in addition to nutrition and natural nutrition or, or any variety of things that, that you add to, to the concept. Yeah. Uh, do you also, I'm sorry, just one piece to the question also. Sure. Do you also maybe talk, I know maybe that's not the expertise, but maybe as a nutritionist, specialist, a doctor, do you also talk about the, the mental state on that and, and how it all plays? Yes, absolutely. So I particularly organize it with the five essentials because this is how I wrap my brain around it. So in my treatment plan or the care plan that someone takes home, um, there's always the five essentials. And the first one is nourish. So we'll talk about food, hydration, and supplementation. The second one is move. So we talk about active movement, also known as exercise, and also passive movement like massage or hydrotherapy, things that, that stimulate movement inside without actively engaging muscles. The third one is choose. That's where we look at sleep, chemical exposure, the pace of someone's life and how they're taking the, what they value in life and applying it to their calendar. The fourth one's connect with yourself, with others, and with something greater. And the fifth one is balance. And that really talks about the nervous system. So we look at the world we live in, and it's really easy to be upregulated and stressed out or overwhelmed and curled up in a ball. And and either way, those nervous system states affect your inflammation, your blood sugar, your mood, your metabolism. So it's, it's that big nervous system piece that I think is super important that often get, gets overlooked. And that's where we can put like the, the you know, quote, mental health, um, anxiety, depression, because it's often linked to the, the nervous system's response to our external world. So, so would we tie in stress to that as well? Absolutely. So, so to what degree you think stress based on the experience and the cases you've, you've mm -hmm. treated over the years, stress had to do with, with the, you know, like a impulsive, you know, uh, or compulsive, is it impulsive, compulsive? <laughs> Not sure right now, but Either both. But, yeah, <laughs> both, right. <laughs> you know, which, which way of the, you know, some people just, mm -hmm. just, just eat for a reason because mm -hmm. they just feel stressed to what degree you, you would contribute, you know, stress to it. Just overall health, I would say 99.8% that really 
you know, it's funny when, when you go to a conventional doctor with a blood sugar irregularity or prediabetes or diabetes, the emphasis is so much on, you know, limit your carbohydrates and exercise. And honestly, your stress affects your cortisol, which affects your blood sugar. So stress is just as important as the other two. And really, if you're looking at only diet and only movement and increasing stress because you feel like you're failing at eating right and you're, you're feeling like you're lazy or unmotivated and not moving, you're creating more stress, which means you're making your blood sugar imbalance worse. And it's a really bad cycle. Wow. <laughs> so, so, so I want to add a couple of things to, to that same question, or at least it's, it's in line with it. So, so, you know, something like, like what we've experienced in the last year and a half with, with the pandemic and things, mm-hmm. uh, have you noticed, you know, at, you know, since during and, and now after, mm-hmm. uh, and yeah. we're getting a little better now, but yeah. have you noticed any trends, uh, you know, that affected folks in terms of their nutrition, their health? Um, is there anything new that we should be aware of or uh, in terms of like trends and also in terms of, you know, how to maybe avoid these things? Yeah. Um, so two things there first, I think one is so many people talking about the COVID-15, you know, the amount of weight someone put on in the last year and a half. And really, because we've talked about it enough so far, my response to that is if Weight gain is the only thing you have to be concerned about in this last year and a half, no financial devastation, no death, no illness, then congratulations. Like it's just weight. And so that's, that's the first piece. The second piece is we all have been stressed financially, politically, socially, medically, I mean, on all levels, right? And one of our stress hormones, cortisol messes with our metabolism, messes with our mood, messes with our sleep. So it's absolutely expected, and I've seen it, that many of us are dysregulated. We can't sleep, we're stressed out, we're not thinking clearly. We may or may not have gained weight in the last year and a half, and and we're just feeling really all out of sorts. And when we can address the cortisol level, when we can address the nervous system and soothe it and help the body find comfort on all levels, we're more likely to get things back into balance. Well, that, I mean, that was excellent. I have to say, I mean, just listening to, to your, the way you've designed this, this response. And also like, I mean, you obviously practice this, you know, through, you've heard this before and a lot of people are going through it and you've rehearsed it through practice right now with others, but thank you for, for sharing it with us and the audience, because you're right. I mean, you, we could do something about the weight and you could not do about other things that could have been more, you know, devastating. Right. And, and, and you're right. You know, uh, it's something that can be regulated over and we can get over it just by making the, the necessary changes, uh, just like you would do it in normal days with COVID or not. Right. So, so that is important. And, and, and thank you also for giving people hope because people have to realize that, yes, you can get off this. It's, it's going to yes. get away and you're going to get better. And it is normal. It is normal to feel like you're trying to walk on this like ever-changing boat that we're floating on, right? Like you're trying to take a step and, and you're just unregulated. It's normal that our nervous systems would feel challenged after this past year and a half. And it's not, you know, it's funny because we often in our medical system separate the mental from the physical, 
but you can't separate them. They're, they're the same biochemistry. They're the same physiology. And so when someone is feeling anxious or depressed, we can look at their nervous system and we can connect it to the digestive tract and the immune function, and we can support them physiologically, which are going to help them feel better mentally and emotionally. It's not separate. Wow. <laughs> well, I, I'm enjoying this. So, so, so I want to add one, one question. And, and again, just, I, I'm being conscious of the time. I know you have, you're still in active, you know, mode here, but yes. so, so one more thing, um, the, the world we live in, in general, in, mm -hmm. in the last couple of decades with technology and, and we are tending to live more in the cyberspace. And I refer to it always as cyberspace, social yeah. media and yeah. computer stuff. We've noticed an increase in people almost not doing anything, just staying in front of a screen mm -hmm. or they're playing games or mm -hmm. just in front of their phones and chit chatting, yeah. you know, now there's more apps than you can possibly count. Yeah. Uh, and everybody's like totally like, you know, hypnotized by these things and and sometimes not even worrying about the food or they just kind of eat i see that in even my own family my kids they just they just they just like they just watching stuff they just don't even know what they're eating they just want to feel yeah. that that hunger and that's it so yeah. so have you seen an impact you know uh, like a, a an actual a proven impact you know in terms of studies yeah. or whatever in the last couple of decades where you see a spike in 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 health issues that are related to this phenomenon yeah. One perfect example is um, the light that we get from our screens signals the part of our brain, the pineal gland, that regulates our 24-hour clock. So we know that people who use devices 60 minutes before sleep have dysregulated sleep, poor quality, less rhythm, less deep. And we also know that Hunger and satiety, so the amount you feel in control over what you eat the next day is related to the amount of sleep and the quality of sleep that you got. So that right there says, look, if you use your screen before bed, you're not getting the quality sleep that you need, which is going to mess with your GI function, your immune system, and your ability to feel like you can control what you need to eat the next day. That simple thing of getting off screens an hour before you go to sleep can be that impactful on your immune system, your hunger, your cravings, and your digestive tract. The body's brilliant. I'll tell you. The body is brilliant. And you know, these little things, it doesn't mean you have to do, you don't have to live 100% differently than how you're living now, right? If I make a suggestion of, hey, can you minimize your screen time an hour before bed? Many people can do that. It might take some creation of new habits. There might be a little bit of pushback. That's the only time I get to whatever. Mm -hmm. but, but it's a discussion and it's doable for most people. Making these life changes doesn't have to be super hard. And it really can be impactful on the overall health moving forward. That's deep. And simple. <laughs> it is. It, you know, it just, it doesn't have to be complicated. We are really brilliant, resilient beings. And like I said, if you make more health promoting choices and less irritating choices, you're moving in the right direction. And that's so all that, we should ask for. That's it. So that's doctor, it. quickly, we, we're, we've got a couple more minutes, but um, 
how long will will it take to someone that that has some sort of a you know a food health you know kind of you know situation uh if they they came to you for example and you kind of diagnosed them with a particular you know diagnosis yeah. uh, what will be a typical trend and, and time frame mm-hmm. to really get them obviously i'm sure it, it varies from people to people but like in average what would that be so here's the deal it <laughs> it's everything o- <laughs> yeah it won't be overnight yes but i often say you know what if it took you 30 years to get to the point you are now then give me 30 weeks minimum to get you like significantly different so that's, that's like significantly different. Mm-hmm. Most people feel something impactful that gets them excited within the first two weeks, maybe four weeks. So now, you know, not miracle. Sometimes there's miracles, sure. but, but something that makes them get excited, that motivates them to continue within that first two to four weeks. Something where they feel the difference based on one thing that they changed that really was a manageable thing, whether it was a lifestyle thing, a food thing, a movement thing, a meditation thing, whatever it might have been. And they begin to say, oh, this isn't so hard. Oh, I can do this. I'm feeling the difference. Then they're motivated to continue. Well, I, I do want to ask a lot, but, <laughs> but we're, we're really tight on time today. But, but you know, I, I, I want to just thank you for, for all the, the, the good advice that we got received today and also real good information about just how to see it from a different angle and, and, and coming, again, from your specialty and your background, that is powerful. So, so I, again, on, on behalf of the, the channel, myself and our audiences, I want to thank you for the time and for everything, you know, you contributed to today. Hopefully people see the value. Oh no, it, it, it's a true pleasure. And I, I, again, like I said, I wish we had more time. <laughs> Just <laughs> but, have me on again. We can do this and, again. And yes, I was going to say that. So, so <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to release you today <laughs> and, and just book you for a different one. So, Absolutely. so look, let's look forward to that one. And yeah. uh, so that being said, thank you doctor for the time and for everything folks. Thank yeah. you for watching oh. on the iHealth channel, the Fit and Fab channel on listening on iHealth radio, Hurricane H here. We'll talk tomorrow. Another show, new day, new topic. Ciao, ciao. Bye.